You're listening to The Happy Hour with Nick Sainert and Enrique alvarez Clary on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. I love this rejoin. Welcome back to The Happy Hour, 93.7 The Ticket. Nick is out. He had to go to class as he does every Tuesday and Thursday because he is still a student. He is. In case people forget about that. Uh, so Nathan, Nathan Brennan of On The Block has joined me. Oh, yeah. What, uh, I'm no longer in school. Luckily, I have graduated from that part of my life. But no, actually, I can't even say that because I didn't get a graduation. It was during COVID. Oh, so oh, you were a COVID graduate. I was, so I had my piece of paper, but I technically never walked across the stage. My sister graduated high school during COVID. Mm. Did you so, get to walk across the no, stage? No, it was online, so we just watched, uh, and they like announced it was like a whole online thing, and they had said their name and put up like a picture that they gave them, uh, and that, that was about it. See, that was kind of frustrating because they did the same thing for us when I graduated, and we were actually at a bar when it happened. Mm-hmm. But it was during COVID, so you could only sit outside. So one of my buddies, like, connected to the Wi-Fi. We were outside, like, drinking at a bar. And then it was like, ah, oh, Nathan Brennan. I was like, woo. <laughs> took a shot. and Nathan was- Brennan. <laughs> yeah. Took a shot. And that was about it. So, uh, no, never technically walked across the stage and graduated. But I like to claim that I am a graduate. And I've got pieces of paper. So now Nick's the only one. Mm-hmm. Poor guy. Oh, well, whatever. It's tough. Did you uh, listen to the presser today, the multi-sports presser? I listened to some of it. I heard a few Mickey Joseph sound bites. Um, I what, think, did you, what did you take away from, from Mickey Joseph? I mean, at this point, like it sounds like he's kind of exhausted. Like He even said that he doesn't really like doing it. And well, I think he doesn't like. I think he was talking about the the media stuff. I don't think right. he likes doing like the the whole talking to everybody. No, no, I, I just think it's just like going to the podium, getting asked questions, like giving answers. Which for the most part, like a lot of it's coach speak. A lot as coach speak. A lot of it's kind of PR, like saying a lot of what people want to hear. And like at the I end feel of the like day, that would be annoying. It would no. It, it's probably exhausting, and that's what it sounds like for him. And more than anything, like. You just got to show up on the field. It's going to be the same questions every week. It's going to be the same answers every week until this team shows something different. I mean, that's just the reality of the situation. And it's frustrating for us, too, because, like, we keep talking about this, and at the end of the day, nothing has changed. But what's crazy to me, Rico, and me and Bach are going to get into this, Nebraska right now has jumped to a six-point favorite over Indiana. Yeah, it's weird. That is crazy. I don't know what's that happening. That is crazy. I don't know what's happening. I don't know what Nebraska has shown to the the people in Las Vegas who are making these 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 numbers, but Indiana's three and one. They haven't been the best three wins, and their one no. loss was pretty bad against Cincinnati. It was embarrassing. But the thing is, they've they've won their games. They've gone out there. They've won their games. They're not. Uh, uh, Connor Bazelak isn't completing a, a crazy amount of passes. He's, he's decent. Though. He's he's like, okay. He's not bad. He's okay. Indiana isn't. You know, the they're not world beaters. No, but they're three and one. Nebraska is one and three. And uh, I don't understand how how you take a, a one and three team and make them a six point favorite over a three and one team. It's very it's very confusing. I don't know what Vegas is is doing really, but I think it's just uh, talent. That's what it's got to be. Because when mean, you I evaluate guess. talent, I, I mean, let's 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 be honest here. If you just showed, and I know games aren't played on paper, and Jay Foreman has told us that one hundred times, yep. more times than I can count, games aren't played on paper. Nope. But if you look at these two teams on paper, Nebraska should win by two or three touchdowns. Is that going to happen? Probably not. Will Nebraska win? 
I certainly hope so. But when you stack up these teams against each other, you can go position group by position group. Nebraska, across the board, probably better at every single, if not nearly every single position group. Maybe. I mean, Genuinely, I like, seriously. I, I wouldn't be able to tell you because I, I I haven't watched. I've watched one Indiana game, and that was the Cincinnati game. I guess I watched a part of the Illinois game because it was getting late, and it was kind of it looked like a disgusting game. So I was like, obviously, I'm going to tune in because right. I because I like to torture myself like that. <laughs> um, but I haven't I haven't paid much attention to Indiana. I, I should be paying more attention this week, especially. But I couldn't tell you exactly how talented they are at each position. But I do know that they've beaten the people put in front of them. Uh, up until last week, and that is that's, true, and and that's impressive in and of itself because last year they had two wins on the season. They had two wins, which is crazy. They're already at three. Which they're, is crazy. They're, they they can and almost, they didn't win a game in the Big Ten. Did no, they? they can almost, and they already won a big game in the Big Ten. They beat Illinois, so they can almost double their win total if they. Well, actually, they can double their win total from last <laughs> season if they beat Nebraska or whoever they just whoever they beat in their next game. So it's impressive what Indiana is doing, just a year removed right. from winning only two games, but to to favor Nebraska in this game after firing their head coach and and firing their defensive coordinator coordinator. and you know I mean they went into a bye week after losing handedly to to Oklahoma but it's it's very strange to favor them but the changes that Mickey Joseph is at least talking about and the changes that he's making maybe if 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 you want to uh, allow it to make you feel better about this team the 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 slowing things down, the the going back to basics. It's what it sounds on, on like on defense, too, yeah. which which sounds like I like, actually like that. Yeah, I do too. I like. I mean, you've had so many problems on the defensive side of things. Why not go back to basics? Why not go back to the beginning of things and just like, all right, this is what we're going to work on. And before we start getting into all of this other stuff, we need to make sure we get this right. Like I think AD said it earlier. Um, I think it was Bruce Lee said, I'm not scared of the man who has practiced 10,000 kicks. I'm scared of the man who has practiced one kick 10,000 times. Or I don't remember the exact number of the thousands, but right. a whole bunch of times. So you work on one thing, you perfect that, and then you move on to the next. Work on your base defense. Get your base defense right, and then you can move on to everything else that you want to do. Well, the biggest thing, too, is when you talk about something like that, Rico, it's just resetting. Everyone keeps using that word for the bye week, and I think there's no better way to put it, to be honest with you. Like, this is a reset. This is basically the most disastrous scenario outside of losing to North Dakota, which I don't think in any scenario, even Nebraska at their worst, I don't think they possibly could have lost to North Dakota. They gave us a scare, but I don't think they they could have. I I don't think they, like, listen, Nebraska has their issues, but that's taking it a step too far. Basically, as disastrous as this season has possibly shaped up to be, one and three was okay. Everything is falling apart. Scott Frost might be fired at the end of this. Ultimately, he was. And you go into that bye week not knowing what's going on. Mm-hmm. I still don't know what the hell's going on, to be honest with you. But it's a reset. And for crying out loud, I talked about this yesterday too. Nebraska, for everything that has happened, their record in the Big Ten is 0-1. Oh and one, which is which honestly is bad as it's look. The pure insanity that Nebraska is not only zero and one, but favored in their first game in the Big Ten schedule. <laughs> they could go out out of this week. Nebraska could be one and one in the middle of the Big Ten West pack. You literally could be in the middle of the pack for winning the Big Ten West, which is absolutely insane. That's why I know Nebraska fans are going to tell me to pump the brakes, stop drinking the Kool Aid. Listen. 
I, I know everyone's frustrated, as you should be. I'm frustrated. And do I think Nebraska's going to win the Big Ten West at this point? No, probably not. I think that they can compete. Listen, your next games are against Indiana, who, by all indications, you can look at that Cincinnati game, not very good. I know Nebraska's not great either. Say. At Purdue, who struggled against FAU, was without Aiden O'Connell and got beat by Syracuse for crying out loud. No, you know I love Syracuse me some, is undefeated. You know I love me some Syracuse. Syracuse but come on. is undefeated. From what we heard from Purdue, as good as they're going to be this year, you shouldn't be losing to Syracuse. I don't care what Syracuse team it is. I mean, you and shouldn't. Then, but and then after that, you travel to Rutgers, who looked terrible against Trevor Iowa Rutgers next week. Let's, or excuse me, I'm going through the next yeah. four games. Yeah. This is whatever order. Then you go to Rutgers, who look terrible against Iowa, and we know what Iowa is. Great defense. Basically, honestly, Spencer Petrus is useless. He's yeah. Graham Mertz. They're the, they are basically the same quarterback. Their offense is non-existent. And then after that, you play Illinois, who already lost to Indiana. Like, these next four games, and, and I'm trying to reel it in a little bit because I know that I've been hurt to start the season. Nebraska fans have too. It's out in front of you. Like, if this is actually a true and complete reset, these are probably the best four games you possibly could ask for as Nebraska fans. Seriously. Like, genuinely. And I under I understand your, your I don't know if excitement is the right word, but your optimism in, in the rest of this season. And I am also optimistic with Mickey Joseph taking over and all of the changes that are happening. But at the same time, no matter how bad these other teams have looked, Nebraska has looked worse. I agree. That's I, why and, the bye and, week comes at a perfect time. And it does. But the right? thing is, you can you. I don't think you have the luxury of looking down on any opponent and no, saying no, 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 and no, saying. No. But no, not not. I know I know what you're saying. But I don't think you have the luxury of looking at any opponent and saying. You know, regardless of our record, we are better than this team. We no. should beat them. No. There's there's none of that. Absolutely not. As for right now. I, disregard the Vegas thing, you are an underdog in the rest of your I games. Agree. I don't care who it is. I don't care if it's Indiana. I don't care if it's Rutgers, Illinois, Purdue, whoever the hell else you play, you are an underdog in the rest of your games, and you need to show it. Like Mickey Joseph said, these next eight games are his interview process. Yeah. This is what he has to do. Rightfully he's, so. He's trying to keep his team away from all of the coaching search stuff, but, I mean, it's, it's going to be kind of hard. You're trying to control what you can control. People are going to talk to him about it, but – these next eight games are the Mickey Joseph, Bill Bush, whole Husker coaching staff and players interview process to be here next season. So you can't tread lightly no. or whatever on any opponent. They don't have you that luxury. To, you need no. to go into every game believing that you are an underdog and to take care of business. As Mickey said in his presser, control what you can control. you got to control your effort and what you do on the field. That's all you. That's but, all you can do. The, and I completely agree. And I think Nebraska should have the underdog mentality in every single game from here on out. But you know what these next four games give me? It's a four-letter word that I think if you were playing Minnesota, if you were playing Michigan, if you're playing Penn State, if you're playing Ohio State, you wouldn't have these next four games. There's hope. There, there is hope. And right. And honestly, if you are a Nebraska fan, I'm not saying drink the Kool-Aid. I'm not saying Nebraska is going to win out in the next four games. But if you look at the landscape of the Big Ten and the Big Ten, for what it's worth, Minnesota looks awesome. Penn State looks really, really good. Ohio State looks like they can beat any team in the country. Mm -hmm. The four teams that you're playing, you couldn't ask for a better four-game stretch outside of maybe Northwestern, and we saw how that went. You couldn't ask for a better four-game stretch. I'm just, just saying gotta, there is hope. I know. you got to There's it, hope. And, and it's cliche. you got to take it one game at a time. You've got to win this Indiana. Bingo. First up, first things first, win the Indiana game. Yeah. If you win the Indiana game, then you can you have all the hope, all the momentum that you I need. I agree. you got to take care of business against Tom Allen in Indiana. 
Because I agree. if you because if you don't, you got yourself a problem. And th- and that's the problem too. Is I'm saying all this, and a loss to Indiana is just. I think that's just a blow. Like I genuinely, this it, game it, is necessary. It is. And I, and I hate throwing out must win, and I'm not going to say it's a must win, but if you, you're coming off a bye, you've had two weeks to prepare for Indiana, they got embarrassed by a group of five school. This isn't your ordinary group of five school, but the point still stands. Mm-hmm. You got embarrassed by Cincinnati on the road, now you have to go a week later and play Nebraska coming off a week of rest. I and think you're Cincinnati, not a good football team. I think Cincinnati would do that to a, a decent amount of teams in the Big Ten, though. <laughs> but we're, I'm going to play this real quick. Uh, Mickey Joseph and his pressure. How important is a win over Indiana for the team? I think it's important. I think beating Indiana is, is, is number one goal, but it's really important for this football team just to get some confidence that they can that they can start something and finish it. And that's our goal, to beat Indiana. Confidence would go Agreed. a long way with this team because Agreed. they've been beaten down for the last however amount of years. Some of these players have, have never really seen success at the college level, so... Beating Indiana is extremely important. Just getting over huge, that hump. Just getting huge. over that hump. Huge. Very important Confident, for this team. And I like the word you use, confidence. This team has no confidence. And, no. And I'm not saying they should, but like a win against a Big Ten opponent is a step in the right direction. I don't even know when their last Big Ten win over a team that wasn't – like because they won one Big Ten game last year that was Northwestern. I don't know who they beat – who their last Big Ten win was. Before Northwestern? Yeah. I have no idea, which is a problem. <laughs> it would have been uh, Minnesota, right? Maybe. I don't I know. Th- I think it was Minnesota. Help us out, text line. I think it was Minnesota. It's a problem. But that that's is. it for the happy hour right here on 93.7 The Ticket. Up next on the block with Nate and Bach. Bach. Yes, Bach. No strict today. He's out doing whatever. I don't know. He's being a, being a cool guy. So, adios on the block up next. Yeah.